a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening on our first ever Monday release. So super excited. Uh, we've uh, switched our uh, release days from Monday or Wednesdays to Mondays because uh, to kind of accommodate for the fact that Disney is now releasing their shows on Wednesdays. So this is in order to uh, kind of prevent me from doing a regular episode and a review on the same day whenever uh, Book of Boba Fett ends up coming out. So Mondays are now when Twin Sun Talks are happening. Uh, so today I'm going to be talking to y'all about the basics of bounty hunters. Uh, these are a super cool uh, faction of uh, the Star Wars universe, so can't wait to get into it. Uh, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! Alrighty, so kind of like with my introspective into the Sith and the Jedi and all that, I'm going to start off with the basic question of what is a bounty hunter? And so this is my personal definition, but it is an individual who is available to be hired for various occupations, and such occupations normally consist of obtaining something or someone known as a bounty. Um, so someone might hire a bounty hunter in order to track down a fugitive or to track down uh, someone uh, who they uh, have a grudge against or something like that. That They're kind of like a hitman almost, but uh, they don't always they're not really, killing isn't their first choice, which I'll get into in a little bit. Uh, bounty hunters serve allegiance to themselves rather than any specific factions, working for the sake of profit rather than a cause more often than not. Uh, so they don't really, they're not like good guys or bad guys. They're very in the middle. They kind of work for the highest bidder. Um, so some notable bounty hunters within the Star Wars uh galaxy would be and these are from various uh time periods this is primarily the prequel era and the original trilogy area i think that's or yeah that's it well kind of um but boba fett and jango fett the father son uh donor clone duo uh who never uh, operated at the same time but they were both considered to be the most uh prestigious and notorious bounty hunters in their prime of their time period uh, Greedo, who is the Rodian that we see, he's the first bounty hunter that we really interact with uh, on screen in A New Hope. He's the one that tries to bring Solo in to Jabba the Hutt. Bosk is a super cool um, Trandoshan bounty hunter that we see br very briefly in uh, Empire Strikes Back. He's in the lineup of uh, bounty hunters alongside Boba, but we also see him a bit in Clone Wars. He's the guy that kind of looks like a big lizard dinosaur. He's super, super cool. Um, Cad Bane, exclusively in uh, Clone Wars uh, or TV shows in general. Uh, you don't see him in any movies, but he's a Duro. They're the ones with the blue skin and the red eyes. Uh, no nose, no pupils or anything like that. He has the big cowboy hat. Super cool. He's one of my favorite uh, characters from the Clone Wars. And he was known after Django died to, as being the most... Uh, kind of most efficient and esteemed bounty hunter of the Clone Wars era. Uh, Embo. Awesome. Another bounty hunter with a really cool hat. He's one of the characters in, that I mentioned in my characters that I want to see more of episode. And uh, he essentially is just very acrobatic. I don't remember his species, but he has green skin and yellow eyes and a bulletproof hat. 
So this his hat is like a trash can lid almost, and he can like he throws it at people, kind of like Captain America's shield. He's awesome, and I want to see more of him. IG eighty eight, um, and in the same vein, IG eleven from the Mandalorian. They are both assassin droids, and uh, they're super super cool. Uh, we see IG eighty eight only for a little bit again alongside Bosk and Boba in Empire Strikes Back, but he's still a really cool and iconic character. Uh, and then we see IG eleven operating in the Mandalorian, which is super super cool. Uh, Din Djarin, speaking of the Mandalorian, is the Mandalorian from the Mandalorian TV show. Uh, he's the only one that doesn't fit into the quote-unquote original trilogy or um, prequel era because technically speaking, he's after the original trilogy, but uh, I couldn't make an episode without mentioning him. He's kind of what introduced us to the politics of bounty hunters in the existing visual canon. And then lastly, I added in Aura Singh, who is kind of the pale... Uh, bounty hunter who has the ponytail that we see very briefly in a new oh no the phantom menace on tatooine but she also uh, is featured pretty prominently in the early seasons of the clone wars um so those are the notable bounty hunters there are many more we have like dengar we have suji we have uh who else like literally all of the members of the box rako hardeen all those types of things uh, but I just wanted to go through the most notable ones, and I can go more into depth about other characters later in, uh, in later episodes, if y'all would like. So, the next thing I'm going to be talking about is the Bounty Hunters Guild. So, the guild was essentially uh, meant to regulate the profession of bounty hunting in the galaxy and ensure the legality uh, of hunting for the, their members, and they uh, curate and distribute bounties among their members. Uh, so, they essentially, like... There, it's almost like a, it's not a bounty hunters union necessarily, but it's kind of like a bounty hunters union. I don't really know what the best way to describe it is, but it's kind of like, um, I don't know. But they they protect their members like a union does, and they also distribute bounties so that it's a little easier. They're not uh, independent. So like Cad Bane was an independent bounty hunter. He did not work through the bounty hunters guild. Um, but they essentially, it was essentially like a little, it was a helping hand for bounty hunters since the profession was a little uh, unstable within the galaxy. So for prospects that wanted to get into the guild, they had to be sponsored by an existing member. They had to pay a fee of 750 credits. And they had to have at least five confirmed captures with a payout of at least uh, 20,000 credits. And they must survive an initiation test, which... Uh, depending on who the bounty hunter was, was either very easy or very difficult, as outlined. And my uh, source book for this episode, which is the Bounty Hunter Code, which is what one that I mentioned in my favorite Star Wars books episode. It's in that set with the uh, the Jedi Path, Book of Sith, and the Imperial Handbook. Uh, it's some great source material that isn't necessarily canon, but it still has some great stuff because it has um, annotations from characters in it, which is super entertaining. And so Bosk says that the initiation test is really easy, while Greedo says that the initiation test is really hard. Just fun little tidbits. Um, so some rules for guild members is that you must accept uh, your guild, the job your guild contractor gives you. Unless you're a very prestigious and high-up bounty hunter, you don't have too much room to be picky, so you just take what you get. You don't question your guild contractors. So once you get a job, you're not supposed to ask questions. You're just, you're just supposed to do the job. Um, never deny aid to another guild member. So if you're out on mission and you see another member of the guild who is struggling with something, you are to help them. As your that becomes your primary objective is to help that member. 
And don't, don't poach in another hunter's territory. That means don't take another hunter's job. Don't interfere with another hunter's hunt. And then submit any disputes between hunters to the guild for arbitration, basically saying that the guild will handle any disputes in-house. They don't want people to uh, settle those personally. Um, so that's about all that I have for the guild. It's a kind of an interesting concept that essentially there are regulations on bounty hunting in the Star Wars galaxy. Um, but it also, it honestly makes a lot of sense because it essentially prevents any one bounty hunter from having a monopoly of sorts over the entire industry. Um, so then we get into the bounty hunter creed which has six tenets, and this is a direct quote from the book, the Creed's six tenets are what separates bounty hunters from bodyguards, mercenaries, and thugs. It draws authority not from outside institutions of law, um, but from us, its backers, us being uh, the bounty hunters' um, guild. Um, so the first tenet is that people don't have bounties, only acquisitions have bounties, which essentially means that once someone has, once a person has a bounty on them, they are no longer a person. They are not to be considered a person. They are essentially an object, something to be obtained. Um, they're hard merchandise is what it refers to it here. Um, it essentially gets around the moral ambiguity of it all. Uh, the second tenet is capture by design and kill by necessity. This is what I was talking about earlier. They're not hitmen in the sense that they... Uh, kill to kill. They kill only if absolutely necessary and if that's what it takes to get the job done. Uh, they don't go into a situation with their initial intent to be to kill. It simply, uh, if, if that's what the situation requires for, they're prepared to do it, but it's not necessarily what they uh, sign on to do. No sh uh, hunter shall slay another hunter is tenant three. This is pretty self-explanatory, but you're not to... Uh, kill one another, essentially. This is to protect the members of the guild or just the organization of bounty hunters in general and uh, to prevent any duels that we saw happen in uh, the unfinished episodes of The Clone Wars. Uh, fourth tenet, this is kind of uh, harkens back to uh, some of the guild rules, but no hunter shall interfere with another's hunt, uh, essentially saying that once someone has... Uh, their hands on a bounty uh, not to interfere with it, which we actually see, spoiler alert, a bit in Bad Batch, but we also see it in The Mandalorian where IG-11 and uh, Din Djarin are operating in the same territory. Uh, the fifth tenet, in the hunt, one captures or kills, never both. So essentially saying, if you have a prisoner, don't kill them. You've done your job. You're not to execute anybody after you've already captured them. Um, this says that none of that killed while trying to escape stuff said with a wink and a smirk um, uh, is allowed, essentially. If you capture live, you deliver live. Hunters aren't murderers. The sixth tenet is no hunter shall refuse aid to another hunter. Um, this is, once again, very similar to the guild rule, where essentially if you see another hunter uh, in need of assistance out on assignment, you are to help them. That is just part of the, uh, the moral ideology of the bounty hunters, is that they look after their own regardless of any personal grudges or anything like that. Um, 
So that's about all that I have for this. Um, it's It was pretty short episode, but I, I thought that it would be good to at least go into um, this sort of stuff. Actually, this is kind of interesting. So there are different bounty classifications uh, based on how much the bounty is worth. So um, most wanted, uh, which is in excess of 200,000 credits. Um, these are the big drag fish, the one that the Empire calls imminent threats to public safety and imperial security. The money is great, but don't be stupid enough to think that uh, these are your retirement tickets. Everybody on the most wanted list is there for a reason, and one could be purely political, but they could also involve some serious mayhem. Um, crimes on the most wanted list include conspiracy, sedition, or treason against the Empire, destruction, theft of imperial property, impersonation of an imperial official, uh, flight uh, to involve, to avoid imperial persecution and obstruction of imperial authority. This is the uh, Bounty Hunter Code as uh, updated under the Empire's rule, if I didn't already say that, which I don't think I did. Um, but I don't know if I'm going to go through all these, actually. But I might just go through... Okay, so there's also the Galactic... Uh, bounty range, which is only 50,000 to 200,000. Uh, regional, which is 20,000 to 75,000 credits. Uh, sector, system, and planetary, which is between 3,000 to 50,000 credits. And then there are uh, corporate bounties, uh, which cover like industrial espionage, theft, destruction of corporate property, criminal trespasses, stuff like that. There are also underworld bounties. Um, uh, you kind of see a lot of death marks slapped on the heads of, or, uh, wait, sorry. So this is essentially like any, uh, any bounty hunters hired by huts or any underground organizations like the huts, the pikes, the black sun, which I'll have an entire episode over under, uh, underworld, um, organizations and stuff like that. But they're essentially the gangsters of the, uh, Star Wars galaxy and so there are also uh, different permits that you need to have as a bounty hunter um and i'm just I'm, i should have done this beforehand but y'all just get to hear me kind of uh look through this real fast i don't think that there's anything too too important in the rest of this that those bounty uh kind of those bounty uh classifications were just kind of an extra thing um but anyways i think that's all uh this wouldn't be a proper episode if i didn't leave you with a little bit more all righty so what i have for y'all today this is kind of going after um the whole uh boba Django uh connection to bounty hunting as you may know but uh the kaminoans which are the kind of the long-necked aliens that were the cloners uh paid Django fett 20 million credits for his genetic code, which they used uh, to create the Grand Army of the Republic, the Clone Army, as we know it in the Clone Wars. So, just thought that that was kind of cool. Um, and that's not something that I included in the History of the Clone Army episode. So, just a little extra there. So, uh, just a reminder that we are available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify now. So, if you haven't already, please follow us or subscribe to us on either of those platforms. If you have access to them, that would mean a lot. Make sure to download these episodes and to share it with your friends if you think that they'd like it. Uh, if you have any questions for us, feel free to email us at twinsuntalks at gmail.com. Um, 
And follow us on Instagram at Twin Sun Talks. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast. That's all that I have for y'all today. Uh, You've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye, friends.